Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, what's up, y'all? And welcome back into another episode of Believe in the ATP Tour. I'm your host, Jacob Sersosimo, and today, American Tennis is back. Well, today you're actually listening on the Believe Network, and American Tennis is kind of back, and we're going to talk a lot about that in this episode. There's three great tournaments over the last week, uh, a couple ATP 250s and an ATP 500 tournament, three great and exciting winners, and one awesome American winner that was kind of a long time coming for this kid, and we're going to go right into it. We're going to head over to Japan and Tokyo. It was ATP 500 tournament, and Ben Shelton comes out on top. I can't really sugarcoat it. Because I'm excited about this win. I think American tennis fans are excited about this win. It's an ATP 500. So traditionally, there's some good players in ATP 500 tournaments. Especially, I think, in Tokyo at the end of the Asian swing. Before they go back to Europe. Before the Nito ATP finals. And before the season's over. I think there's always a good showing at a tournament like this. The Kinoshita Group Japan Open in Tokyo. Now, Ben Shelton, not the number one seed. Taylor Fritz, the American, the number one seed. He plays Cam Norrie in the first round and wins that one. But Fritz, early exit, second round, he's out of this tournament. As for the top seeds, the number two seed, Casper Ruud, was in this tournament. Alexander Sferov was in this tournament. Tommy Paul, the five seed, was in this tournament. Francis Tiafo, Alex de Manure, Karen Hachinov, dudes were in this tournament. And Ben Shelton and... Oslin Karatsev, who met in the finals here, had to go through some dudes to get to the final. Now, Ben Shelton had to go through Jordan Thompson. He had to go through Tommy Paul. He had to go through uh, Marcus Giron and then Oslin Karatsev. So not necessarily the hardest path to the final for Ben Shelton. I mean, Karatsev, there's a lot of upsets early on in this tournament. Karatsev, Karatsev right off the bat, had to beat Francis Tiafo. He had to go on to beat Alex Damon Neuer. And then he met Ben Shelton in the final, you know, beat a couple unseated guys on the way there. But as far as the top seeds in this tournament, a disappointing outcome, really. Uh, Rude out in the second round. Felix Ogiele has seen the eight seed out in the third round. Uh, Alex Damanur, or not Alex Damanur, uh, Alexander Sferov out in the first round to Jordan Thompson, which was surprising. Tommy Paul loses to Ben Shelton in the third round. Francis Tiafo first round out. Damanur, third round out. And then, you know, Taylor Fritz, second round out. Now, it's disappointing when you get to a tournament like this, and there's a lot of good names in it, and they're all out so early. Uh, but it opens up the door for guys like Ben Shelton to win it. And Ben Shelton gets his first ever ATP tour-level title. I think he's won a challenger before, but he hasn't won an ATP tournament. And for him to get this W was huge. Um, I think confidence-wise, he's been so close. He made a run at the U.S. Open. He's done some good things over the last year, but you know, there's only one winner each week, and he hasn't been that guy yet. And for him to win in an ATP 500 setting, can't do anything but give him confidence moving forward, even if it is towards the end of the year. But Ben Shelton winning this tournament, awesome for him, awesome for American tennis, and it sets up Americans pretty good for the rest of the year. All right, so as we speak right now, late in October, right now there are four American men ranked in the top 15 of the ATP rankings for the first time since 1997. Taylor Fritz is number nine. Number 12 is Tommy Paul. Francis Tiafo's 14 in the world, and Ben Shelton has moved up to number 15 in the world. This is great. 
American tennis, American men, especially those first three, Fritz, Paul, and Tiafo, have been on the cusp of doing something really special for American men, you know, since Roddick, I think. You know, Roddick came around, along, and then it was Query, and then it was, you know, John Isner, and then it was kind of these guys. So we've been waiting as American tennis fans and Americans that follow the sport of tennis for somebody from America to really make a splash ever since that 2003, you know, U.S. Open title by Andy Roddick. You remember, you know, in the 90s and stuff, it was it was Andre Agassi. That era of Johnny Mack was in there, you know, before that. But Johnny Mack, Agassi, Pete Sampras, um, Jim Courier, and then you kind of have a, Andy Roddick and then a lull. And then now, we're hoping this is it. If you're an American tennis fan, you're hoping that these guys are it. Taylor Fritz has been on the cusp of doing it for a really long time. Tommy Paul's really made a uh, you know a surge this year. Francis Tiafoe over the last year and a half has made a surge. And there's been a lot of hype around the guy named Ben Shelton. And this week, him getting his first ATP title at the ATP 500 in Tokyo is a really, really good sign coming off of that semifinal performance that he had at the U.S. Open. The only really bad sign for American tennis is it really doesn't matter right now. Yeah, there's another, you know, there's another Masters 1000 tournament. Can Taylor Fritz slip into the top eight to be in Turin for the for the ATP finals at the year, end of the year? And maybe, you know, the Davis Cup. Can they make a run there? But Davis Cup hasn't been great for American men in the last few years here. So what is this for, right? Can These guys can end the year strong, but it really doesn't matter unless you know, they show up in Australia in January and really turn it on. So, yes, this is exciting, but sometimes you have to put it in perspective. This is the end of the year. We need this as American tennis fans, and for American tennis fans to be really excited about this, they need this to carry on and carry over into the year of 2024. Good showings at the Australian Open. They, these guys had a great showing at the Aussie, or at the U.S. Open this year. Can they bring that into the Australian Open? Can they bring that into, you know, the American swing in March where you have Indian Wells and then you have Miami? Can they bring that into Roland Garros, Wimbledon, and then back through the summer next year to the U.S. Open? Consistency. That's what I think American fans are looking for most. And that's what's going to get more people interested in the sport here in America. They see Ben Shelton doing the celebrations. Francis Tiafo is one of the more entertaining guys on tour. Taylor Fritz is really, really good. Tommy Paul's always got a feel-good story. Loves the kid at the U.S. Open. Plays really well on big stages. Can these guys continue to do this, continue to get Americans behind them, continue to raise you know their publicity in the sport and especially in American sports and carry this into 2024 that's the big question no doubt this is a good sign that four of them have made the top 15 towards the end here of 2023 2023 isn't done yet but as far as grand slams and really popular events they kind of are unless you're going to Paris you know they're playing in Paris I'm assuming all four of them will be there and then can you know Taylor Fritz make the ATP Finals and play really, really well? I don't know where he stands points-wise and if he's even got a shot, but he's number nine, so he's got to be close at some, you know, some striking distance to somebody. But it's a really, really good sign that four of them are in the top 15, and no doubt this happens because Ben Shelton has an amazing last few months at the U.S. Open, moving into what he did in Tokyo, and hopefully he can continue that. He plays Yannick Sinner, I believe, in Vienna in the first round. Things don't get easy on tour. It's one week after another after another. You have to move on fast. Yes, this is time to celebrate this, but can 
you know, these Americans move on fast and have a really, really good end of the year and carry that into 2024? That's the big question around these four. All right, we're moving on from Americans. We're moving on from the ATP 500. Like I mentioned, there's two ATP 250s that happened over the last week. One's in Stockholm, the BNP Paribas Nordic Open in Stockholm. It's a 250, so as you would expect, not the greatest showing as far as big-name players. A lot of them in Tokyo, a lot of them taking a little time off. The Rolex Paris Masters is, you know, at the end of the month here. So there's there's not a lot of guys playing in some of these tournaments. Holger Runa, the top seed here. Uh, Laheka's playing here, Senego, J.J. Wolf, Chris Eubanks, both two other Americans that can play really, really well. Chris Eubanks really came onto the came onto the scene this year. Guy Monfils in this tournament, Daniel Evans and uh, Adrian Manorino, really the guys highlighting this tournament. I'm just going to get right to it. Guy Monfils wins this tournament. He's the oldest champion to win in Stockholm history. He is the oldest man to win an ATP title since Roger Federer in 2019, and this is his 12th career title. Gael Monfils has been through it, right? He's had injuries. He took some time off. Then he had a kid with Alina Svitolina. He's 37 years old. And, you know, he's got things taped up. He's got leg sleeves on. He's, you know, he's battling out there. He really is. Um, For him to win this title, he won this title back in 2011. 12 years later, he wins this title again for his 12th career title. He won a title in 2022 in Adelaide, which is early in the year. And then he wins this one in 2023. So it's been nah, about a year and a half since he's won since he's won anything on the on the ATP Tour as far as the title-wise. This is a huge moment for Guy Monfils, right? There's doubters out there. There's people that don't think he can come back. Can he play that entertaining style he's always played? It takes a toll on your body. It really does. And it's taken a toll on his body in the past, but this is first title as a father. Uh, Linus Fidelino was there to support him. That doesn't happen very often at ten- in tennis just because you travel so much. Um, I, I was really, really happy to see him win this tournament. I'm going to be honest. I'm, I'm a guy on feast fan. Um, I kind of worked. I don't want to say with him, but uh, he was, he was part, he was one of the players that I, you know, assisted, I would say when I worked at the U S open in 2019 and he was so kind to everybody, fans. He was so kind to, you know, player personnel. He was so kind to literally security guards and everybody. And to see him succeed on tour again at 37, um, this is what this is what guys usually have to go through at this age. Roger Federer didn't really have to go through it a lot because he still had success deep in his career. But when you turn 37, things don't work like they used to. You know, you see. He doesn't play in as many tournaments as he once was. He's getting injured. Things are breaking down. But for him to come back, for him to come back on tour and do this, it's special. And I was pumped. Um, I'm not a huge you know, fan. I love watching really, really good tennis. But I was pumped to see him raise a trophy again just because of you know his story and just what it takes at age 37 to win if you're not the big three or big four, right? So for a guy I'm on feast to get back on the mountaintop, 12th career title, an amazing career he's had, and it's still going in a successful way. I love it, and it was good to see for the big man, Lamonf. And our last ATP 250, I'm going to make this quick. It was in Antwerp, Belgium, and Alexander Bublik wins this tournament. Uh, a cool little story on the men's double side. It was the, um, it was the brothers, the Sitsipas brothers, actually won this tournament. So uh, cool to see, you know, brothers and Petros and Stefanos 
when the double side. So, you know, everything looks toward the single, 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 singles. It's cool, especially with Stefanos, who has a little brother. Um, I believe he's a younger brother that, you know, also tries to play on tour. And Stefanos has all the success for him to, you know, play doubles with them and them have some success. It was cool to see in an ATP 250. Uh, Stefanos played in the singles, lost in the semifinals to Fields. And uh, Alexander Bublik wins this title on, I believe it's hard court. Yeah, hard court there in, uh, in Belgium. So a couple ATP 250s for him. This is his career title number three. And his last, he's won two this year. He's won Halle on grass and then Antwerp on hard. And then he won Montpellier back in 2022. So the last couple of years have been really good for Bublik. I think he's played well the last couple of years. Um, he just has those times where he, it seems like he doesn't care and everyone's kind of confused on what he's doing. So uh, if he can get past that. He's really, really good. He's talented. He's tall. He's got a good serve. Uh, really entertaining to watch, but cool to see him get another title there in Belgium before the rest of the year. All right, looking forward to what's next on tour. Let's get to it. Uh, Vienna, the Ersta Bank Open in Vienna, Austria. This tournament stacked. Listen to these first-round matches. I tweeted this the other day. I couldn't believe this when I saw this. Uh, Daniil Medvedev plays Arthur Fils in the first round. I still don't know how to say his name. Fils? Fils? Something like that. Um... Plays him in the first round. Fiz just played in the final against Bublik, so he's a finals player. That's a first-round match. Grigor Dimitrov beats Lorenzo Musetti in the first round. That's a first-round match. Um, Stefano Tsitsipas beats Dominic Thiem in the first round. That's a first-round match. Um, then you go Alexander Sverev plays Offner, beats Offner. That's a first-round match. Then you go down, and Popperin plays Rublev. Rublev just won that. That's a first-round match. Tiafo beats Evans. That's a first-round match. And then you got Senego plays Serendolo, uh, and Senego won that match. That's a first-round match. And then Ben Shelton plays Yannick Sinner, and that's yet to be played. We're kind of in the middle of the first round when this podcast is coming out. But Ben Shelton playing Sinner in the first round is like a must-see match, especially in the first round. Yannick Sinner is the two-seed in this tournament. That's tough. That's who you draw first, a guy that just won the ATP 250 in Tokyo and has all the momentum in the world. Whoever, Whatever computer did that draw, Yannick Sinner should have a bone to pick with. And then there's a tournament in Basel, the Swiss indoors, um, going on there in Switzerland, and then it gets to the Rolex Paris Masters. All eyes really are on Paris for that Rolex Paris Masters 1000 tournament at the very end of the month, and then after that, it's you know a couple other tournaments and the Nito ATP Finals and then the Davis Cup Finals and then the Next Gen, and then it's over. So... It'll be done before we know it. we got about a month left of the season. But really, all eyes are on Paris, and all eyes are on Turin for the ATP Finals. So it should be fun. I appreciate you listening. We're going to get into a little bit more next week on what's going on, especially ahead of Paris because that's such a big tournament. But I appreciate you listening today. Have a great week. Follow tennis a little bit more. There's some really, really good matches. You can get your popcorn out. I know there's some uh, in Vienna, but I know there's some good sports going on this week. Hockey on Tuesday night has... Well, all 32 teams are playing. Game 7, Phillies. Game 7 of the um, the Astros-Texas Rangers was on Monday night. Uh, Vikings got a dub on Monday night um, against the 49ers. God, there's been some good sports this week. Vienna is going to add to that. And then next week with the Rolos Parix Masters, going to be nice. Appreciate you listening. We'll talk soon. Next week, probably. Adios.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.